Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the rest. You know, I'm going classic here. I'm going to bring back an old one. The rest of you troglodytes. Ah! I love that one. How about that? I love that word. Good Look word. It up. If you don't know what it is, you probably are one. Anyways. <gasps> That's right. It is time for FM99 and the Fox's first and only WWE wrestling podcast, Eat Sleep Podcast, Repeat, or ESPR, if you're a fan of uh, shortened names there. Uh, I am Sean Hood, alongside Mr. Dave Taylor. Hey, how's it going? And we are Eat Sleep Podcast, Repeat, talking thing, all things wrestling, kind of, uh, kind of really doing it up over here as far as trying to get into more of it now outside of the WWE, but still heavily WWE, which you'll notice this yeah. episode because... It is the preview episode for the Elimination Chamber. So we'll be getting into that a little later on. Got a lot of things to get to today. First of all, the business. The business end of things always needs to get taken care of, starting with, you can always find us on fm99.com and 1069thefox.com, right under the media tab, ESPR. It will link you to our most recent episode, which links you to our SoundCloud. All of our previous episodes are there. I can't believe at this point there are 87 of them. Yeah, it's amazing. How has nobody stopped us yet? <laughs> this was a practical joke when it began, yeah. and they let it go too far. Now we feel obligated. <laughs> but in any event, you can listen to it there, and you can listen to it on most of your major podcast apps, iTunes, TuneIn, uh, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. We're all over the place. Look us up, find us, love us, and most importantly, share us. It may sound silly when we say that every week, but please, sharing us does a great deal to help us, and the biggest thing you can do, especially on iTunes, is give us a five-star rating and a review. The review is key. Just the rating doesn't do anything. Five-star rating and a review helps us move up and get in front of more eyes. Yeah, we're uh, 109, by the way, in Botswana. Oh, moving up in Botswana. So, yeah, we went down. we were like 130-something in Botswana yeah, well, before. We were 133 so. in, in, in uh, Namibia, which was, uh, we went down a spot. So. Come on. See, this is why we need you to do this, Yes, people. yes. Especially with your Nam- Nambian connections. <laughs> um, but again, you can find us all those different ways. Plus, you can interact with us on the social media if you'd like to. Facebook.com slash ESPR99. On the Twitter, at ESPR99. Or you can email us, ESPR at FM99.com. Seriously, comments, thoughts, topics, questions, things you'd like us to check out, whatever. Send them to us. We want to hear from you. Yep. And with that out of the way, without further ado, we will use this opportunity to dive right headfirst into the news. And this week in the news, we will start off with a little AEW, All Elite Wrestling here. All Elite Wrestling uh, announced that there will be a press conference and weigh-in for Double or Nothing weekend as a part of the StarCast 2 event. So that'll be kind of mm. cool. Uh, we already know some of the matches we're going to be getting. Uh, one of the, obviously, I think the biggest one being it's going to be uh, uh, Chris Jericho and, help me, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega, yeah. Part 2, yeah. basically, because they had a match in New Japan yeah. that uh, was raved about. People loved it. And uh, if you go back, you can actually go back and listen. I think it was a year ago almost. Um, Adam was the guest at that time. Yep. And he and I talked about that match. He and I watched it uh, from the hotel room. Yeah, because we were snowed in. Yep. So that's how that Yeah, and I I watched part of that as well. Uh, That event, by the way, sold out like in four minutes. Oh, I know. And that was something I was wondering about. Could they maintain that kind of momentum? And it'll be interesting to see because, again, this is like, you know, this is well after the other event. Yep. So it's going to be interesting to see that as they start doing more regular events, will they keep selling out like this? If they can, then, man, these guys are starting out on fire. This is great. But uh, I got to tell you, so far I'm really. Really taking it, taking it with you know with a grain of salt, but I'm I'm optimistic about uh, about their potential for impact. No pun intended. Yeah, uh, in yeah. the wrestling community. Yeah, well, and it's the one thing too is that um, you know because every this is like, oh we want this, but but if you get too much of it, is it going to be like well right? Do I need nine hours of it a week like I get WWE because yeah. that's part of their problem is they've got so much content. There's too much now. Yeah, 
So yeah. I, I think that I'm with you there. It's a little, it's a little too much. Yeah, so. I mean, are they going to dip into the WWE? You know, I mean, they might get some talent. They say Dean Ambrose or say like possibly Dean Ambrose you know, on his way we, out. We thought maybe like the revival, but that doesn't seem to be the case with them. Um, you know, are, they finally seem like they're getting the revival right, which makes me happy. These guys, they get to wrestle on Raw. They get a yeah. 20 minute match, great match of money. Which, by the way, crowd started off not caring less. Yeah, bored to tears. By the end of it, we're getting this is awesome chance, and they are popping big for the near falls. Yeah, because it is a great match. You let these guys go out there and do what they do, and look what happens. Yeah, yeah, isn't it amazing? Yeah, when you don't put them in stupid lucha house party rules matches, when you don't put yeah. them in three minute matches, these guys can go out there and win the crowd over. Kudos to all four in that match. Yes, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm going to give kudos to the people who gave them the 20 minutes to work out there yeah. to do this. It was fantastic. Yeah, because because that's the stuff when AEW comes around that we expect. You know, mm-hmm. we're we're not going to expect a, a short tag match or, or something. Um, the one concern you addressed to me. Was with AEW is like maybe like the Young Bucks or something. Is it going to be the Young Bucks show? One, yeah, or that's, the Cody show. I've heard that. I've heard that complained about from several people saying they're worried that this is just going to turn into the Young Bucks or Cody show, much in the same way that TNA turned into the Jeff Jarrett show. Um, uh, I don't it's know. Too it's too early to tell at the moment. They are still kind of the the biggest names to be a part of this right now. They're really starting the events and yeah. everything. So we'll have to see how this progresses. But I will say this, that I've heard rumors that the rumored main event for the first show is the Young Bucks versus, I think, the Lucha Brothers. Uh, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix, yeah. Yeah, so my concern there is that if those concerns are already out there, you're not doing anything to set to assuage those concerns because the Young Bucks being in the main event will automatically make people think, okay, well, it seems to be leaning that direction. Yeah, because you would naturally think, oh, it should be Kenny and Jericho. That's what I would just from the from hype from yeah, a hype sense. Yeah. That's who I would put in that spot because there's way more of a story to pull on with uh, Kenny and Chris, at least to the general wrestling audience. Oh yeah, than there is with the Young Bucks and uh, the Lucha Brothers. No, I know in the first show that they did, they kind of had to rush the end match because of time. So I don't know if that's part of the thinking is like, well, we'll go on at the end. So if we only have you know ten minutes, we only get and I 10 get minutes. we'll just get, do ten minutes of super kicks and go home. <laughs> um, my concern there being that that will be the the taste that's left in your mouth is yeah. a quick super kick party and the show's over and it will feel like the Young Bucks show. And so they need to be careful. I mean, I'm fine with the Young Bucks headlining a show. Yeah, I have no yeah. issue with it. I just don't want this to become the recurring trend for the brand or else it will feel very quickly like we're doing this to pat ourselves on the back. Yeah. You know? So we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, moving on from All Elite Wrestling, some bad news here. Jimmy Uso, otherwise known as Jonathan Fatu, was arrested in Detroit, Michigan and charged with disorderly conduct and obstruction following a traffic stop. Apparently he and his wife, Naomi Trinity Fatu, were pulled over after she drove a car the wrong way down a one-way street. She was talking to the police officer, and Uso ignored the police officer. He got out of the car, removed his jacket, and this is the quote, started squaring up on the police officer. Okay, huge mistake, first of all. Yeah. Huge mistake. Uh, Apparently, the cop told him to back off, pulled out his taser, and luckily Jimmy backed off before that escalated any further, but... You do not square up on a police officer, man. Does like, not end well. Your, your wife was driving the wrong way down a one-way street. What is your possible uh, issue with the cop here? I don't get it. Um, you know, maybe there's more to this. We'll find out later. Uh, we don't know. But at the moment, it just looks like a really bad decision on his part. Uh, there were some rumors uh, that they they and the car reeked of booze. Uh, but nobody so far as I know has been arrested for anything under the influence. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see anything with that because Naomi so that seemed will... to be 
like free, and then uh, yeah, then they they set the uh, the bond for Uso, and he, he's out. So he's out. We'll see what happens here. Oh. WWE issued a statement uh, about it, and they said that Jonathan Fatu was responsible for his own personal actions. That was their statement on it, which almost kind of seems like they're going to sweep it under the rug and just forget about it. Um, provided nothing else comes from it, I think. Well, yeah, maybe they didn't, yeah, they didn't see what happens with it. Maybe you post right. on and it's like, hey, you, well, know, you know. And again, gotta... maybe there's more to the story that we don't know involving this incident. And so WWE is not going to take a stance on it against Fatu, but yeah. they're also not going to defend him either. Well, I, um, I, I'm looking um, where this where the street could possibly be. I mean, it's a long street. That's right. This is the kind of in-depth investigative journalism <laughs> that you come uh, to ESPR for. Well, in this, I, I, I grew up near Detroit, and, and, and the street's not far. From like like the the big part of downtown where like the Tigers and the Red Wings and the Lions play mm-hmm. and the Pistons, um, but it's not like I mean they could be coming from an event. There, there's some places down there, there's some restaurants, right. but you know it, I, I could see possibly going down the wrong way. Oh, I've this, done it in Norfolk once or twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just don't realize you're like you turn and you go, oh, oh, everybody's facing the other yeah. day. Whoops. Yeah, because they're they're probably trying to get on the the interstate, which is right by there, and you know it's easy to get messed up if you're not from there. You don't. It's know. easy to go the wrong way. It you know? is. Yeah, you know? and I'm from here, and I still do that in Norfolk every <laughs> once in a while. It can get confusing. Ah, the streets know. off of Granby Street, yeah. Ah, jeez. <laughs> uh, moving on, some more bad news as far as WWE is concerned. That could also, you know, that also affects the Elimination Chamber pay per view. We'll yeah. see what happens with the Usos and everything. Because again, they had a good segment on Tuesday. Great segment with uh, McMiz and, and McMahon. Uh, and the Usos, no McMiz. Oh, I, I got you. Oh, my, and, my bad. And the Usos. It was a good. It was a well done segment. The, the best McMiz TV segment I think we've had in a while. I was pretty, I was pretty pleased with it. I was like, you know, this might actually have some <laughs> legs under it. I'm like, I'm not hating this. Yeah. So we'll see what happens uh, as far as that. Nothing's changed with the match so far, as far as we know. But this match has been changed. WWE has pulled Mustafa Ali from Sunday's Elimination Chamber match due to injury, unfortunately. Uh, reportedly, he's uh, being affected by a concussion right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, he he did get a nice promo on SmackDown. Uh, I think they found a pretty good replacement though. Uh, well, you know, I, I was iffy. I mean, not that the guy's not good, but after his performance on Tuesday in the gauntlet yeah. match, Kofi Kingston looked like a stud coming yeah, out of that Yeah, thing. yeah, great, great job with that. I was and, a little surprised they went with Kofi instead of, like, Big E or somebody like that, because yeah. I've always thought he was the one with the real breakout singles potential as, yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah, because we know what Kofi has. But, these, but I guess if yeah. you're trying to keep the same element in the match, high-flying, high-energy, yeah. it makes sense to go with Kofi. Yeah, know? yeah, and he hasn't had a chance to do this. In a long time. Yeah, yeah, and the singles. Although, I mean, let's remember, the last time he did was also involving Randy Orton, and that didn't end so well. No, no. So we'll see and, how And at goes. one time, he was qualified for the Elimination Chamber. That's when Edge beat him up before the it match. Took and, and took a spot. because Which it, I still say is bull. Because, <laughs> yeah, that, that's how you get into a match. You just beat up a competitor. And yeah, then. I still say that's bull-ass. <laughs> like, there was the night that... Uh, there was the night that... Who was it? Was it Jeff Hardy who got taken out and Chris Jericho took his spot? Uh, no, uh... Well, in the different match, Punk, seeing Punk got CM kicked Punk, in the head. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's when took, Jericho won the world title. Yeah, that's how they took the title off of that's uh, Punk. That's when Shawn Michaels was leading the thing with The Undertaker at WrestleMania, getting the rematch and all. And that was great. And like in that, it made sense because they made the decision to put Jericho in there because CM Punk got hurt. I still have issues with that edge thing. I hate it. I hate it to this day. Just being in the, it just being in the ring does not mean you're in the match, man. Yeah. Irritate. Mm, 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 makes me mad even to this day. <laughs> And unfortunately, we end the news with more sad news here. Uh, Pedro Morales, former WWF champion, passed away on Tuesday at the age of 76. He had been battling Parkinson's disease in recent years, uh, but there is no disclosed cause of death as of right now. He was the first Triple Crown winner in the WWE, which was big. And at the time, 
uh, they had the rules where you couldn't hold more than one title. Yep. So so I think they had, he had the tag title that they won, and then because he was Intercontinental Champion, he had to mm-hmm. give that up. And then the world title. Yeah. Yeah. Which was big in the seventies because he was like he was the baby face when Bruno wasn't. You know, uh, Bruno took a lot of time off, and Bruno lost and everything. So he carried that. He carried the company for a number of years. Oh, without a doubt. He also was very successful in other places, other territories in the U.S., and he was really big in Puerto Rico as well. As well, he was inducted into the WWF Hall of Fame in 1995. So, of course, our hearts and our thoughts go out to his family and friends, and to all of his fans. I mean, the guy was a huge figure in professional wrestling. He was uh, a a legend, as that term goes. You know, it gets used a lot, but there are some guys who you point to and you go, "No, he was a big deal." You know what I mean? He was a really, truly big deal. He was just before a lot of people's time. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Check out the network, I'm, and I'm sure they're going to post some great stuff. I'm and, sure they will. Yeah, uh, a, a different style of wrestling than what we're used to nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, there was some stuff in the '80s. If you want to see him, uh, you know, some MSG shows and stuff, kind of as he was, you know, phasing out his career or whatever, and just right. helping establish newer stars. Uh, you know, he I think transitioned out of that really well because that that's what I remember when I was growing up. Right, and so with that, we will uh, take a quick moment to give a ten bell salute. To Pedro Morales, and we'll be right back to do our preview of Elimination Chamber. Remember to contact the guys at ESPR at FM99.com with all your comments, topics, and thoughts. But please, keep the fan fiction to yourselves. You can also follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Just search ESPR99. And we are back, and it is time now, Dave, for us to dive headfirst into the concrete empty swimming pool known as... Elimination Chamber. I'm, I'm looking forward to most of the show. I'm actually not too... It's, yeah, but we have such problems, Dave. We Every do. time you and I are looking forward to a pay-per-view, it usually ends up being a stinker. And when we when we look at a pay-per-view and go, meh, it usually ends up being like, man, that was a really yeah. good show. <laughs> like, so I'm 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 hesitant to say I'm looking forward to this, but I am. Yeah, there's, there's parts I'm, there's there's parts where I'm not. Uh, so we're running through the card. Seven matches announced so far mm-hmm. at, at this recording. Uh, something that could change because right now it, it's 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 weird because there's As some they names say, missing. Cards subject to change. Yeah, uh, something's missing from the show. By the way, is Oscar. Also, um, our truth, the U.S. title, not that it means anything. Um, but uh, yeah, it's nowhere to be found. Well, and the U.S. title could very easily pop up on uh, the pre-show or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, um, it could. Just in a surprise match. So the pre-show match that we do know for is the cruiserweight championship match: uh, Kara Tozawa challenging Buddy Murphy. Uh, I like Akira. Yeah, I, I've always been a fan of Akira Tozawa. I just don't. There's no reason to take it off, Buddy. No, there's no, no. reason to take it off, Buddy Murphy. Right no. now, the dude is so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but, but this is great. For hopefully, Akira it's main well. card, and hopefully, they get at least like 15 minutes to work together. And I think they should be able. To, they'll have a hell of a match. Yeah. Well, it says same for the pre-show right now. So ah, no. <laughs> yeah. God, why always with this? <laughs> well, because right. it gives them time to change the ropes. I back. don't care. Anyways. Moving on. All right. Uh, yeah, also, Purple Rope, stupid. Let's move on. <laughs> Valentine Dream like that. All right. Uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, the handicap match, uh, Bobby Lashley, the champion, teaming up with Leo Rush versus Finn Balor. I'm starting with this one because this is the one I'm not looking forward to. Yeah, no. <laughs> and the thing is, I've actually kind of liked what they've done with Finn and Bobby over the last couple of weeks, but I don't love this match. Like, I don't – like, 
I have issues because Leo Rush is actually a very talented competitor. Very good. Very good, yeah. And he's being treated almost like as a hindrance for Bobby Lashley to have yeah. on his team. Like, it would be like telling, you know, somebody they have to have Bobby Heenan on their team, yeah. you know, when he was a manager later on, or, or Jim, uh, Jimmy Hart. He has to be on your team. And if he loses, you lose your title. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's meant to look that way, but it's just not because Leo Rush is actually a really talented dude. So I don't love that portrayal there. And I think it's unnecessary. I think Finn and Bobby could just have a good match. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm. I I want to say I'm expecting it to be good, but I don't even know honestly if I'm expecting it to be all that good because I feel like it's going to be too centered around Leo Rush and his involvement, yeah. not so much around it being a great match. Yeah, I, I think Bobby's going to retain. Yeah, I do too, um, without a doubt. But but uh, this is the one. You know, last year we were surprised with Cammy and AJ Styles. Yeah. It with uh, Sami Zayn and oh, Kevin yeah, Owens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cammy, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, which thankfully didn't stick. Uh, good try, though, AJ. Um, no, no, it wasn't a good drive. Don't reward that. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so you know, I got both uh, Bobby and this. Uh, here's one that, okay, no disqualification match, Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman. I mean, really, is this anything but a Braun Strowman stroke fest? I mean, yeah, a Braun yeah, stroke fest, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't see why this goes anyway except Braun Strowman winning. Yeah. I mean, with, with no DQ, anything could happen, really. Yeah. Especially since um, – Drew McIntyre yeah, is not, not on the involved card. in anything yeah. right now. I could see this easily transitioning to Drew McIntyre. In fact, you know what? I think I may even make that call. Drew McIntyre attacks Braun Strowman and helps Braun, uh, Baron Corbin get the win. Well, you still got Kurt Angle, too, who's not you know, on the card as well. Right. So, so yeah. he can get involved. I'm going to go with Braun on this, but... I think it'd be smart to be Braun, but I also feel like Drew needs something to do. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel like Drew... So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Baron by shenanigans. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. For the uh, for the Wall Women's Championship, uh, Ronda Rousey defending against Ruby Riot with Charlotte Flair at ringside. I don't. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, Ronda's going to win. It's a matter is is it going to be a straight victory or? Is she, What's funny know? is I could almost see Charlotte keeping the Riot Squad from getting involved to make sure that they don't cost Ronda the title yeah. because she wants to make sure she takes it from Ronda. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the Becky thing here? Yeah, we might as well. Um, look, we know it's not what people want. Most likely, this scenario is ending us with a with a three way uh, between Becky, Ronda, and Charlotte. What, which we've been saying on this show since uh, we've well, been saying it's since a possibility, since but Survivor we weren't Series. sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was willing to allow for the fact until it's officially going to happen. I was allowing for the fact that it wasn't going to happen. It looks like it's happening now. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a shame in regards that, like, okay, we expected this, but. Right, but it's so organically over for Ronda versus Becky. Yeah, and here's my thing. I was talking with you about this previously, and I was pointing out how Becky is almost like Daniel Bryan was several years ago in that she's caught on and nobody expected her to, not as hot as she has, yeah. okay? And so it's just like when they had to insert Daniel Bryan into their main event plans for WrestleMania with Bryan, uh, uh, with D- Dave Batista and Randy Orton. Yeah. And don't kid yourselves, that plan was made way beforehand. Um, Same thing. I'm sure the plan has been for a year now that it's going to be Ronda Rousey and Charlotte at WrestleMania. I'm sure that's what it's been. Everything was pointing that way. Charlotte probably would have won the Rumble and they would have had their thing. So now they've had to insert Becky, but they have to keep Charlotte in the mix for them to keep doing what they want to do because they want to get Charlotte in that role. And to be perfectly honest, if you take a step back and really look at it, Charlotte deserves to be in the first female main event of WrestleMania. I, absolutely. I, I agree with that. And it's weird because they run into the situation where you have somebody that's so hot right now. Right. This this so big that you know, people don't want to see these two fight. I mean, right. you, you know, imagine you get the, the dream match that you want to see. 
And then, oh, we have to put this in here. And I get it because you have a situation where they know Ronda's going to be booed out of the building yeah. as well. Yeah. And so, so Charlotte's the heel, and Ronda's like trying to make the hat match you know, be regular, which I, I still see a three-way unless something happens at uh, Fast Lane where it's, you know. Charlotte versus Becky or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. But I'm thinking a three-way is most likely. And, again, I would prefer Becky versus Ronda, but here's the thing. You, and you need to remember a, a, a couple of things through this. Again, Charlotte deserves to be in the first main event for women at WrestleMania. Secondly, Ronda just had her first WrestleMania match last year, which was heavily planned, heavily very, very heavily heavy. scripted out, which is fine. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. But the fact of the matter is now you're expecting her to carry through a main event match, the main event match potentially, at WrestleMania which is the gonna following year. Probably be a 20, 25 minute match. I'm it assuming. very well could and be. She has, she's, the Sasha one was a good length match it for was. her. It was. And don't get me wrong, Ronda has done incredibly yeah. well over this last year. She has evolved and grown and, and learned so much. But I think that in their minds also, it's safer to put her in there with two people who can absolutely carry the workload in this match if need yes. be than just one person. And if you're one of those people out there that think like, oh, they're putting Charlotte in because they can't trust Becky I or Ronda, really that, that, that's, not that's, that's not the case. I, really, I think they're just trying to help make sure it is the best match it can be. And think about it from this perspective. If Becky beats Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair in the same night in the same match, just like Daniel Bryan beating nah. Batista and Randy Orton in the same match, it will be the biggest moment of her career. That yes. is literally the biggest win she could get. Yeah. So, again, it's not the match that I wanted necessarily, but it's still a match I'm going to be excited yeah, for. Yeah. And, and if Becky never gets hurt, then she's not probably probably not in the equation. No, yeah, 100%. 100%. So, I'm with you, man. I'm but, with you. Yeah, I would rather have the one-on-one. -on -one. But, yeah, Ronda. But then Ronda, obviously. Yeah. We are way off track, but Ronda, obviously. Here. <laughs> yeah, beating Ruby Ryan. All right, for the SmackDown Championship, following a good segment on SmackDown, The Miz and Shane McMahon defending against the Usos. Um, I think. Well, at this point, I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> yeah. Mick Miz is not losing. No, at this point. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, if there were plans for them to before, they're not doing it now. Yeah. So, and if you haven't seen SmackDown, go watch the segment between the two. It's very good. Very good. It's yeah. very good. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 there was a few things on on television this week worth watching. That was one of them. Yeah. That yeah. was one of them. The I, I, revivals I, match was one of them. Yeah. On Raw. And the gauntlet match on SmackDown was worth watching. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and also the, the women's match. The uh, women's match was good too. Uh, um, uh, I like the Raw match better than SmackDown. But I like what which we'll talk about now. There's a SmackDown match mm -hmm. uh, with involving the Iconics. and the six man with Kurt Angle and um, Finn and oh help me uh, and Braun. Braun, thank you. Yeah, uh, versus Baron Corbin, Drew, Drew and Bobby. Bobby, yeah. Fun match, and I thought everybody looked pretty good in it. Yeah, it, it, was, a, it was it was it was a predictable match. But it was, I thought it was good. It was entertaining. Yeah. So there was some good stuff to watch this week on these shows. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of the, the women's match, because they set it up, you got uh, for the Tag Team Elimination Chamber match for the Women's Tag Team Championship, Nia Jax, Tamina versus the Riot Squad versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville versus the Iconics versus Bailey and Sasha versus Naomi and Carmella. So you have uh, Bailey and Sasha starting it off against uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I do love, by the way, that we make this big stinking deal out of like, oh, well, you're going to be the first match. You're going to be the first ones in the match. You know what I mean? And they sell that like it's the worst position. You know, yeah. somebody has to be number two, and it's yeah. just as bad. Like, like, <laughs> like, one is not the worst. It's well, one and one A, essentially. Well, well, I thought they handled that well, though, because considering it's I mean, a, did, it's a dual branded match, and so you have yeah. one Raw team and one SmackDown team starting off the match. Right, but it, 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 I felt like for some reason it felt like a heavier consequence on the Raw side that they were the first team. You know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah. like. I don't know. It just I don't know. It seemed weird to me. It's well, like an, it's the like rumble. In, yeah, the you're rumble. The, you're the first one. You're starting yeah. with number one. Well, number two sucks too, man. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know why you. You know. Yeah. Anyways, um, 
I really feel like this match is built around two teams, and that's it. Uh, I feel like it's either Bailey and Sasha or Tamina and Nia. Those are the only two teams I feel like are really at a point yeah, where they yeah, might yeah, win. Yeah, we can go through them. Uh, Naomi and Carmella, no chance. No. Um, I'd love to see the Riot Squad do it, but uh, I would love to see the Riot Squad um, get this. Um, you know, I the, man, but they're they're fun, but I don't I don't see that happening. Sonya and and Mandy, it just doesn't happen. It just you know, I, 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 think I there's like the potential them, but, for them, but not now. Not yeah, at this yeah. point. Yeah, uh, they're but they're gonna be. I think this is a breakout year. Just not not. Well, till, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, the Iconics are fun. Um, I'd like to see the Iconics do it too, but I think, just don't feel like it's their time. Unless they steal it, but, which could happen. But I think yeah. I think I think they're going to get killed by Nia Jax and Tamina. Um, <laughs> hopefully not literally if Nia Jax botches oh something. Oh my god! Um, the does Sasha turn on Bailey? If you punch Peyton Royce, I swear to God, Nia, <laughs> I'll complain a lot on the next week's episode. Um, I, I see, and that's the thing I don't know because it, I, Sasha's <laughs> been hurt, which is why they've been doing what they've been doing, and right. she finally got cleared. You know, yeah. she could take some bumps on, on Monday, but. I'm still iffy on it because I'm like, because uh, because it'd be nice just to see him do this. My problem you know. is this: yeah, if they finally win it, great, that's wonderful. They've managed to take a storyline nobody cared about and continue us not caring about it. And they'll have the tag team titles, which we probably still won't care about. But the problem is, eventually, we'll be waiting for the breakup. Yeah, you know, we will be, which they teased last year nine times, and they never officially went through with the damn thing. And so now we're at a point where I'm like, I don't care about you two as friends or a team or anything. I'm all, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm almost rooting for Nia and Tamina in this one because I just want Bailey to or Sasha to officially turn heel and be done with this. You know, I, I will say this: they're wrestling Bailey and Sasha for the last like month or so. Yeah, I've enjoyed more oh, have th- th- than the last like few months where it's like finally. But I just don't care about the story with those two. I just don't. Because nothing changed to make them be BFFs again. Because like if this was like twenty years ago, like it'd be, they'd be the obvious choices, the baby faces, you know. And oh, the setup is all there. I'm still gonna pick them to win. Um, I'm gonna be opposite and pick Nia and Tamina. Yeah. Because I just I, which I, can't I think it's a very good, it's a very good choice. Yeah, yeah. I can't shake the feeling that they can't resist doing the the Sasha turn. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, the setup's kind of there with Corey Graves And I mean, the Sasha turn could even happen after the match. I mean, they just lose, and so Sasha yeah, turns on yeah. Bailey. I'm not saying she's going to turn on her and cost them. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't think it'd be during the match. I think when they realize, yeah. oh, crap, we're not going to win. So, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. All right. All right. Uh, but it, it should be entertaining at the very uh, least. Absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and, yeah. um, you know, it, it, this is this is great because nobody's like, we're doing it because you know, they have a reason to do this match. It's mm-hmm. not like they're doing it to do it. They, they're they going to crown the tag team champions, which – I think it's great because you have a lot of action going on with these with all the women. I like that they're only doing one team, though. Yeah. One set of tag team champions. In my opinion, and this is just me, people argue with me about this every time I bring it up, I think there should be one world champion, too. I don't need two, especially now that we've got one set of tag team champions on for the women. We really need one set of tag team champions. And my thing is, why don't you just go back and forth from show to show defending it? Yeah. You know what I mean? You do one storyline with one show, move on to the next show. I liked it when Brock was the one champion. And they had that one belt, and it was between shows at that time. And then yeah. eventually Brock signed, quote-unquote, with SmackDown exclusively. And that brought up a secondary champion, a second world champion. I prefer one champion. Keep the two shows if you want. Yeah. Give me well, one champion. Because, well, yeah, because uh, yeah, Asuka, MIA. Yeah. And- What's the point of having more than one of these titles <laughs> if you're not going to focus on half of them? Yeah. yeah. Which would be interesting, by the way, if down the road a raw person challenges her because yeah. in that. All right, so you ready for the main events of the evening? Wait, this- uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And now, it's time for the main event of the evening. 
Yes, Dave. All right, the Elimination <laughs> champion, uh, elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship. Daniel Bryan defending against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, and filling in for injured Mustafa Ali, Kofi Kingston, who stole the show. Oh, he Tuesday did such a great down. job. He did. He made. He absolutely made the most of the time he was given in that Yeah, way. yeah. And he yeah, was I, in there for a long time. Just over an hour. As soon as he hit that hour mark, which set the record on SmackDown because yeah. he beat the Iron Man match. Did he? Did he? Did he get past Seth's record? Uh, no, no, that no, not for because that was like I think seventy-eight minutes or, or something. something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I yeah, couldn't remember yeah, how long. When he had a two-hour show, they didn't have enough time. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. He killed it though. Uh, but outstanding. I don't know if that was the role for Mustafa Ali, but um, I bet it was. Because it's gonna, it was Mustafa Ali's all about heart and stuff. So I yeah. bet the role was gonna be he's all about heart yeah, and manages but, to squeak it out every time. Yeah. Um. All right. So, so I don't see as much as I want to see Kofi win. Uh, he's he's absolute out of everybody mm. in there. He is the one hundred percent. I'm gonna say ninety nine point nine percent no chance. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Hardy same way. Uh, I'd put Jeff at more of an eighty something, eighty five percent chance that he's not gonna win. Uh, Randy Orton. Randy's always one of those iffy ones, but I'm I'm staying. He's gonna have low chances on him too. I'm gonna say he only has about a twenty to twenty five percent chance of winning. Samoa Joe first guy out. <laughs> oh, are they, are they God, gonna piss us not. off again with I that? I really hope not. If if he is, at least make it meaningful and make it in the match. Some not just yeah. he's in the match. Because was it last year? Oh, Survivor Series last year he was out. And then uh, AJ Styles, Joe. I Joe really I don't see him winning because I just don't. I just don't. Um, AJ. AJ's got the best chance of walking out of here with the title uh, outside of Daniel Bryan, but I still don't see AJ any higher than maybe like a 30%, 35% chance of winning. I I think the strong odds are, and I know my math is horrible, guys, but the strong odds are just, yeah, yeah, you take your 33 and a half and third chance, and you might take my 125%, and your chances dramatically go down. Um, God, I almost want to play that here. It's on YouTube, right? We can play that, can't we? Um... Uh, if it's on YouTube, Dave, we need to play that right oh, here. I'm finding it for you. If not, then I apologize and forget I brought this up. But <laughs> Daniel Bryan is without a doubt the favorite to walk out of this match with the title. I, 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 th- I think so. Well, okay. Well, Eric Rowan get involved. I don't know that he can. And, and here's I mean, my and here's my question. Yeah. Um, when do we see Luke Harper? I don't know that we do. Is this guy ever coming back? Or is he going to come back on Raw? Maybe doing something separately. <laughs> You know, uh, I don't know. When do we see Bray Wyatt for Pete's sake? Supposedly he's yeah. ready to come back. See that that that's where I'm thinking. Where like if Luke's with Daniel, then maybe Bray comes back and like, uh, or or something. I don't or know. is it? Or is it the whole family thing? And Bray's like, oh, you finally seen my light. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I'd love to see Bray come back at some point, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. So. All right. So so you so you want the math? Well, I mean, after we need the math. All right, all right, so I'll, I'll, all right I'll give you the Steiner math here. Okay. So, so I'll, do, I'll do that as we end the show. I guess that does it for Elimination Chamber. Got through it relatively quickly, actually. Yeah, I feel like with there se- was... seven matches, 20-hour show. So Yeah, 20-hour show <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, it's about, that's logical. Oh, God. Uh, at least there's only one this weekend. Yeah, uh, I, I, don't ex- I don't ex- expect to see Becky Lynch at the show either. I, think uh, they, I they don't got, either. They got, I think, they got I play think, the yeah. suspension angle. I think she comes back during Ric Flair's birthday celebration in two weeks. I think that's very likely. I think that's very, very likely. Yeah. So, again, that has been episode 87 of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat, the preview episode of uh, Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. We did get some listener mail this week, but Dave responded to it all like a jerk instead of letting us do it on the show. Yeah, yeah. It's a good good Ring of Honor question, though. There was a few (laughs) things in there, but it's, you know. We need more questions from you guys uh, so that Dave can't answer all of them before we record. Sorry, I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> so please, again, remember ESPR at FM99.com. You can also find us and follow us Facebook.com slash ESPR99 and on the Twitter at ESPR99. 
Plus, of course, always make sure you're listening to us on all your major podcasting apps and give us a five-star rating and a review. That always helps us. And, of course, share, share, share the biggest thing you can do for us. And until that time, we'll be back next week to review Elevation Chamber on the next episode of Eat, Sleep, Podcast. Repeat. I didn't say and. You know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at small Joe and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning if we used to go one-on-one and then add 66 and two-thirds percents. I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice.